Our favorite sport is a dangerous one, uh, but it can also be a wonderful escape when that is needed. So please, escape with us for a bit, won't you? This is The Push-Off. Everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's Dan, nickname removed this week, right? <laughs> hey, Dan. Yeah, we are coming uh, right after the Monday night game, but also we haven't been on for a week. So first of all, let's, we haven't. let me just start there. We hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, if you don't subscribe, I only really put this on Facebook, but we tried to find a time to get an episode in last week. But with uh, Dan traveled halfway across the country with his whole family. Like a fool. Uh, for, for Christmas. <laughs> and um, we had, yeah, we had Christmas around here too. And the kids, I mean, we're, we're, fathers now and the, yeah. the children uh, come first at this time of year and family comes first so the football podcast we just uh were a little too exhausted and a little too uh, time crunched to fit it in last week and I, I will say this i brought the podcast equipment with me across the country oh, yeah. not without try we almost yeah not without got, effort got we almost done. got one in um we were gonna but, do it during the cowboys game we, we were gonna do it all these different opportunities but we we're like there's just no Oh, we were exhausted yeah. and everything else. It's hard to step away from family and be like, I got to do this podcast real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody watch my children. Yeah, for somebody it. else watched Just a couple hours. For you, it's a little, you're like, somebody watched this one fucking kid. For me, it's like someone yes. watched this brood of children. It's like, eh. please watch my family. Yeah. yeah please watch my whole oh. family. And uh, usually, yeah, my kid's asleep by the time we're doing this stuff. But yeah. And if we were at my I will, if, if I, we were at my wife's place, I would have been like, yeah, I'm stepping away from a podcast, but <laughs> I can't. I can't leave my wife to the animals I grew up with. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, our apologies to to those of you wondering where we were last week. We put the pics up um, on the uh, Facebook. I put the pics up on the Facebook page. So, Dan, everyone knows how badly you're getting destroyed. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. I'm curious uh, if you just go completely opposite me this week, or you or you. Uh, decide to just go with what you believe is going to happen for the playoff seating listen i we're at the end of the you know i yeah. am i am a dan campbell situation i may be eliminated this week but god damn it i'm going to give my best effort none of this okay none of this bullshit we're going to try to knock aaron Rodgers. you're not aaron Rodgers. you know i that's both compliment <laughs> and insult to someone like you you but, uh, you beat you beat me last year. I did. By a game. I did. By a game, but uh, in picks. So this is a back and forth uh, thing, and yeah. Um, so we'll, let's lead into this week. Uh, 
obviously you can't really cover what the week that we missed that comes and goes but we'll kind of uh rehash what the big stuff is and we'll get into it um yeah where we're starting this week is what happened last night <clears throat> excuse me clearing my throat bills bangles uh this unfortunately probably could have very easily been game of the week because of how much was on the line for the afc uh two of the best teams in the league here and we only got halfway through the first quarter um like six minutes left in it or so um when the unfortunate thing happened to Hamlin on the field. Obviously, everybody is aware of this right now. Absolutely everybody, and they should be. Um, we are still awaiting him to, I think, um, fully get out of the woods in a certain way. Um, but that game will not be played this week. We are uh, moving on to week 18, where the NFL, I think, is dead set on nothing changing for this coming weekend. So that's what we're going to mostly focus on this week. But, Dan, yeah, your thoughts. What do you want to talk about that happened last week? Because so, I'm trying to keep it light. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where one of the first things I texted you when this happened um, mm-hmm. is I think it was Komotio Cordis. Yeah. And it's, it's odd for me, a not a doctor and not someone who is – you know, uh, obviously a team trainer for the Bills. I haven't gotten a look at uh, at Demar Hamlin, but the way his head, the way the head struck the center of his chest, and the speed at which he went down, that um, there is a condition. If you're looking it up at home, it's called commotio cordis, which basically the likelihood of it happening to you is the same likelihood of you being struck by lightning. It basically requires your heart to be struck, your chest to be struck at the exact perfect time in between uh, a cycle of your heart chambering and moving blood. And commotio cordis can cause an immediate collapse. Um, the reason I know about it is because this was actually a thing that came up um, when, I was in, when I was in high school. There was a kid in my neighborhood named Louis Acampora. You can look him up. Uh, Louis Acampora grew up in Northport Town. I grew up in New York. And uh, he got struck in the chest by a lacrosse ball. He was a goalie. And he had his chest protector, hit him right in the chest protector, and it hit him in just the perfect spot to interrupt the rhythm of his hearts. And he collapsed, and there was no AED on site, and he died. Um, it was immediate. People perform CPR, but it's, it's a heart rhythm issue. Um, and it just... It just killed him, and it led to now what is a promulgation of AEDs um, all over um, all over sporting events. Almost every high school now yeah. has an AED. A lot of that was led by uh, simple heart arrhythmias can be corrected by an AED, and it can save someone with early intervention from dying. Um, but commodio cortis is very, very strange in that it, it happens so quickly. Um, it's, it's almost just like a lightning strike, um, but it can lead to immediate death if not, if not immediately intervented uh, or intervened. Um, it, it sounds from what I'm hearing that if it was commodio cordis, it is also something you can recover from. Um, I don't know what it does to the heart exactly, um, but when the heart's ventricles are refilling, it just kind of stops them. Um, so it has to be shocked back in. You, it sounds like he suffered some damage to his lungs. Um, 
which you know that's affected by a lack of blood flow. Uh, but they got in there very very quickly. If it was something else, um, if there's some genetic anomaly that occurred right in the middle of the game, if it had nothing to do with the contact of this, that would be better for the NFL because yeah, right, really even sure. something like this, this is literally it's. Uh, this is also a comedy podcast, so yeah, we try to keep it. Like. This is the touch of death. Like I don't know if you remember that old Simpsons episode where he's like, "The touch of death." Um, that is a thing. That's actually a thing. You can strike somebody in the center of the chest, in between the windows when the ventricles are filling, and you can cause death uh, with a simple strike to the chest, just two fingers, if you're if you're really really gifted. So that's basically what I believe happened. To Demar Hamlin is he basically got a perfect hit in the center of the chest, um, and it killed him. The strange thing is this generally happens uh, much more frequently in adolescent boys, because <laughs> the chest is not as developed. You don't have as much musculature there. There's no padding. Um, so yeah, we have guys hitting. Thing. That's what I heard too. Yeah, they have. We have guys hitting. You know, helmet to chest all the time, but it doesn't matter. Your heart still works the same way. If you get hit hard enough, like a full-grown running back hitting you in the chest dead on in the middle of your ventricular cycle, it can lead to death. Um, if that is what happened, the NFL has got a huge problem on its hand because this was very scary and it's going to ask people to make a bunch of big changes to the equipment that don't necessarily make sense or prevent this. Now, yeah, it's if it hard happens, to change. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if it happens to be a genetic abnormality, um, There, there's only ever been one uh, death on an NFL football field. Just one. Um, and it was not brought about by uh, injury. It was a guy named Chuck Hughes uh, back in 1971. He actually died on the field. Um, he was a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, and he died on the field while Dick Butkus was calling over uh, the trainers. They got to him as quick as they could. But he actually had a 75% blockage of his, of a, his artery, I believe. Um, wow. And so he was going to die no matter what, but he was 28 years old, so it, it was shocking. Um, there is a chance this is a genetic thing, but the way it looked, it looked like Commodio Cordis. I'm sorry I'm rambling a little bit. We don't know enough about it. And, yeah, and we don't know where to talk about this thing. I get you. Um, and that's the only time somebody's died in, during a game. During a game. Right, during the thing. We've, yeah, in the 60s and 70s, there were three deaths. Only one person died on the field. Two guys died later due to injury, suffered uh, during that. Like, you know, they got broke their necks yeah. and things like that. We've had paralyses. We've had guys lose the ability to walk. We yeah. had Ryan Shazier. We had... Uh, uh, we had practice squad, Corey Stringer died of heat exhaustion. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. But And that's come out with a lot of change, too. I think, okay, so there's a couple of things that we shared last night, too, at, right after this happened, is you're like, one thing you said is like, that's a clean hit. It's not something they can point out and say, this is something we've been trying to avoid. I mean, yeah, the court, the running back put his head down, but he was He's putting his head down much to protect himself and and the ball and coming through a hole in the line like any running back would in a run. It was just like he squared up on him. Yeah. Um, and then I said like, oh yeah, that how this could maybe change the game and change things because yeah, where do you ask for this to be prevented again without completely changing what everyone's doing? Somebody said I and I miss I'm I'm gonna misquote so I can't say it, but it's like. It's it's like trying to make cigarettes safer. 
what are you supposed to do? To a degree, that's true. Um, you could say they they had a thing a couple years ago where they were penalizing offensive players. Actually, I think Ezekiel Elliott was the only offensive player that was penalized for it. But uh, offensive players leading with the crown of the helmet. They right. could go back to that and just be like, hey, listen, that's what caused this. Please don't lead with the crown of your fucking helmet, guys. Like, even if it's right in the middle of somebody's chest. Like, it's it's a weapon. It's a hard object that you're striking somebody even in the center of chest. Even that is tight. Yeah, I don't know. Even that is tight to call from last night, but yeah. But you could do yeah, this. We're gonna you could have... cause this with your shoulder pad. You know, that's, that's yes, the thing. Could. This yeah. isn't, it's not just because of the helmet. It's You could do this with your shoulder pad. You could do this with a hard Can't enough you do thing it? with your hand. You talked about this was a lacrosse child. I mean, and maybe it's more kids than football players now, given the hits and stuff, but this can happen to you on the baseball diamond. It can. With if you get... ball, right? Yeah, this it nothing yeah. it, there is no sport that is safe from death um there is you know famously the nfl is a 100% injury sport everyone who's ever played football gets injured has gotten like, injured that's a good point yeah like i played for 2 years in grammar school i had shit hurt i got hurt too man like yeah y- you get injured playing football it's part of the attraction it's part of the gladiatorial appeal um but it is it is nice to be reminded that it is still just a game. Um, I don't know how the NFL is going to deal with this very important to the NFL. And, you know, everybody... All right, now we're going to get a little weird. Everybody, oh, okay. talks about, everybody talks about, it's just a game, it's just a game. No, it's not. It's a fucking business. Now gambling's sure. involved, right? Now that oh, yeah. gambling is more heavily intertwined, there's a lot of money to be had. Something has to happen with this game, or there's going to be a lot of fucking gamblers that are very, very mad. Guys that, yeah. you know, because this <laughs> you just becomes a, a push. Is this not, was that game not the last game for a lot of people's fantasy championships? And that's, you know, I mean, that's the last thing you want to say and you want to bring up, but mm, everybody's going, ah, yeah, well. I mean, you and me did a league, and thankfully we finished it last week. Well, you uh, finished it last so, week, Mr. Champion. Amen. Yeah, for so many reasons, thankfully, yeah. But um, no, so it's it leaves a lot of things unanswered. And like the rest of this episode is going to be doing too. Um, we're trying to talk about uh, seeding for the playoffs and, and clinching scenarios. A lot of it depends on who's going to win this Bills-Bangles game that will not be played at least for a week. We will see when. Um, let's talk about a little bit about what you think the NFL will do. There's all of that talk that they can always add a week 19. Uh, uh, what do you do, though? You're just having these two teams play, and everybody who's getting to the playoffs gets gets a rest. How rusty does that make those one seeds? Um, or there's always that, that break right before the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl's already been nixed. It's a, it's a it's a fun game thing this year. Does it does it fully die for this? I don't know. What do you think the NFL makes a move here, Dan? I think you have to push back. Uh, you have to push back the playoffs. You have to. Okay. Um, the only other option, every option is a disadvantage for the Bills and and the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you say, "Hey guys, we're going to move your game up a little bit." Um, or if you say, "Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna push this game. This game never happened." Or we'll give you a tie. The worst thing that could happen 
from a business standpoint, if I'm the NFL and I'm not tied into gambling, all I say is, hey, listen, this is a fucking tragedy. It's a tie. Be done with it. It's a tie, right? Sure. You are now, you know, you're fucking 12-3-1 and one, and you're 11-4-1. and one. It's a tie. Move the fuck on. I don't think they can because of gambling. Because of gambling, this game has to be played somehow, some way. Um, mm. If the NFL has any integrity, this goes down as a tie. This goes down as a non-game, and we move the fuck on with the rest of the weeks. I think that might be what happens. I just, I would be shocked. Um, I would be shocked if the NFL foregoes the revenue because you know this is going to be a highly watched game. You know this is a game where people bought a lot of advertisements. But that would be the right thing, the sporting thing to do is call it a tie and call it over. But because Mm -hmm. of the money, I think they'll push the playoffs back a week. I think it gives everybody a fucking bye week, which is very, very strange. Um, well, or money seeding the Chiefs would have the number one seed more most likely if this game doesn't get played. Yeah, it's it, the game has to get played and it has to get played before the end of the season. The, I mean, the best thing to have actually done was to play the game tonight on Tuesday. Is you basically yeah, say, well, "Come on back tomorrow, play this game Tuesday," but you know you've got one of your players in the hospital with we don't know what the fuck just happened. Um, yeah. yeah, the, the only, they didn't know, they didn't know what was going to happen to him overnight. The bills flew out. Then they like, well, well we're not going to stay in Cincinnati. It's not a, it's not a long flight from sure. Buffalo to Cincinnati. We're talking an hour, two hours. They could probably you know, get back on a flight, but uh, travel is a, is a whole big thing. It's some hours and it's, it's a pain in the butt kind of thing. Also, yeah, so there was it was going to be very late in the day to call it to say come back and we'll play it tonight. Uh, the next day is a Wednesday, and then you're having a Thursday game. Yeah, they were in a tough spot. I you hear rumors that the NFL was like, you need to get this thing started here within the next five ten minutes, like thing mm-hmm. while the guy was hurt. And I don't doubt that because, like you said, there's a lot of money going, and they're like, ah, uh, this can't stop this has to happen you know i'm sure a lot of people felt that we've had major injuries on the field before and the game has continued that that has happened i am actually shocked they did not resume this fucking thing well they had to do something when there were like three commercial breaks they came back for and they're like we're still having to hold off because and they had to go to espn and stuff because they couldn't move them they couldn't immediately move him it was you know they had to resuscitate him on the field it's still still nuts to think about what it was so the nfl is in a in a tough tough spot but like you said they are a big bully with a lot of money and they're gonna get this shit done so i'm curious what they do we are gonna continue and talk about the rest of this uh last week so we can talk about yeah where we are in the playoffs because i have a feeling like you said, we only get to do the show once a week, and sometimes even that. I have a feeling this show will go on, and the NFL will get its Week 18 in here, no matter what. I do. The, I do have a concept. I know we've okay. talked a lot about this, but I do have a concept. Yeah, this is dumb, but you also <laughs> are in a very you're in a very particular position having the Buffalo Bills. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's the most famous, most popular member of the Buffalo Bills right now? 
right now? Yeah. Is it not Bruce Smith? No, no, no. Or you mean currently on currently. the team? Currently. Josh Allen. Uh, right. Who's the most famous popular member of the Cincinnati Bengals? Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase. What position did Joe Burrow and Josh Allen both play? Yeah, they both quarterbacks. What was the best part of the Pro Bowl back in the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s? Pro Bowl quarterback skills challenge. Both teams just decide. We're going to let this get game get decided by our quarterbacks throwing at a target or single running around combat. the field. and Single combat. Single combat. Not fighting. Quarterback. Single no, sure. I know what skills, you're saying. That's what we want. Obviously, skills Josh Allen's going to it's going to beat him on the long ball. But you know, you've got accuracy. You've got a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. You already have it in place for the Pro Bowl. But now yeah. it's a fucking money game. That's what you want because all you have to say is, "Hey, listen. If you're if you're a Bengals fan, you say, do you want Joe Burrow? Do you want this game on Joe Burrow?" Bengals fans say, "Yes, I fucking do." Buffalo Bills fans, do you want this game on Josh Allen? Yes, I fucking do. The fan bases would be okay with this. The fan bases Ken would be Dorsey okay with would, this. right? Was Ken that? Dorsey be okay with this? Would Ken Do- Dorsey be okay with this? Ken Dorsey Offensive would. coordinator. I think he'd have yeah. to be. <laughs> he'd have to be. He'd, he'd have, have to be okay. To. He'd be run out of town if not. Um, and, and if Josh Allen, we put like, him in the booth, he's the only one that gets to watch it. And when he freaks the fuck out, he can break all the all the shit in the booth. But I say one Josh on Allen one. Hurts his elbow with some throw, and sure, like, but he would. But what, you're going to throw these. Idea was this? But you're going to throw these balls anyway, right? This was going to happen during a game. Yeah. You know, this is the least amount of impact, the least amount of wear and tear, and it's single man combat, quarterback to quarterback. You could sell fucking tickets to this shit. That's what I'm saying. So if it's an oddball, but I think it could mm-hmm. save a lot of face, and it could also be a thing where people get excited. If hey, if that is chosen. And they end up doing that. We know someone's listening. We know someone's listening then out there. Because you can do that uh, shit on Monday night, right? They can both mm-hmm. play. Buffalo can play against Cincinnati. And you go, hey, you do this. And shit, man, you can even make it. You can do the whole Pro Bowl skills challenge. You can say quarterback versus quarterback. Give me Stephon Diggs versus Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. And Straight, yeah. we get me. Give me your strongest fucking lineman. See how many reps they can do. Like whatever this <laughs> it's a is, rep you go challenge. You go man to man down the line, and you know you point it out. However, you're going to do it, but I think that's an option. Is you can say we're not going to play this game. This game never happened, but there will be a winner and a loser, and it's a direct man to man competition. Take your helmets World off. Cup went to their shootout. This is the NFL no shootout. No one has man. a problem with that, right? No. Yeah. This is an NFL <laughs> shootout. That's just how well can you do the fundamentals of the game you play, which is kick the ball into the fucking net. This is how how well can you do the fundamentals of what you do, which is NFL quarterback club challenge. All right. We must proceed. We must proceed. We do. We need to. Um, I'm going to continue on to uh, another game from AFC here this week. We're going to conti- uh, wrap up the AFC East or kind of wrap it up. We got a few games. Dolphins lose to the Patriots, twenty-one to twenty-three. I picked this one, um, and unfortunately, since we're talking about the Dolphins, we are going to remain in a very uh, touchy injury area mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's going to be a thing here for the Dolphins remaining of twenty twenty-three and perhaps on. Uh, no Tua. This happened again on our on our off week. He didn't play the previous week either. No. He got injured on that week. Yeah, he got injured. Was they he, he got injured during the game. They didn't discover it until after and the then game. He went into, yeah, went into concussion protocol during the week. Right. So we had Bridgewater start this game. Bridgewater didn't finish. Uh, Shaq Tom. Shaq Thompson. Um, what is his first name? Is it? No. 
Who's Thompson? Skyler. Uh, Skyler Thompson. Skyler. Thank you. Sky, I put S. Thompson down. Skyler Thompson has to come in. This is the thing with the Dolphins with the backers. When two is not in, they're, they're shuffling between these two, and they just don't get the job done. And that's going to continue. Uh, Tua, with this concussion issue, is, is a big old issue. Uh, some previous players are saying he needs to look within himself to see if he ever wants to come back. Not even this season, not even for the playoffs. Uh, this game uh, coming up here for the Dolphins is basically playoffs. Um, it is. It is playoffs for them. Playoffs start this week for the Dolphins, but he's not going to be ready, and he might not this this season. Dan? Uh, I think the Dolphins are dead in the water. <laughs> the Dolphins are fucking doomed, man. I like Skylar Thompson. He seems like a nice kid. He seems like a nice person. I don't think he's in, you know... When you're down to your third-string quarterback, unless you're the fucking 49ers, you're dead in the water, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, dude, I Miami has been an absolute fucking freefall. And the fact that New England yeah. now controls its own destination, not destiny because you can't control your destiny. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> but New England actually being in charge of their own destination is crazy to me uh, with how shitty and kind of like up and down they've looked. But yeah. over the past few weeks, the Dolphins have not looked up and down. They've looked straight up fucking down. Um, <laughs> I no longer have faith in these uh, in these Dolphins, man. Yeah, unfortunately, things were getting bad before Tua's injury, and now that he's not going to be in there, he's he was such a big part of that offense and getting those uh, the 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 high power Dolphins offense that started the year going. Uh, they just couldn't keep it going without him. Um, you're right. The Patriots, yeah, they they've kind of fallen backwards into this luck because everyone else uh, that was in that race running into their own issues. Um, these seven seeds, as they're going to be, they're not usually the best teams. Uh, last year, the AFC you. did have a long, big race for the seven seeds, and it ended up being what the Raiders and they got in last second and against the Chargers because of those field goals and they didn't show up against the Bengals at all. So nope. yeah, so far I haven't seen a seven seed really turn it on and then who's to know if we will. Um, but the Patriots now have themselves in an area where it's not guaranteed for them because they got to go to Buffalo. I'm going to try to focus most of these on next week because that's where sure. the, the juice is here. Patriots at Bills. The Bills are already set up here that because, again, they didn't play this week, they can clinch the number one seed still if they win out, which means both the games they have left, or let's say they beat these Bengals whenever that game plays, Kansas City loses, um, or they beat the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Bengals lose. So they could technically clinch this week, given a Chiefs loss. Bengals loss and the Bills win in uh, Bills win this Patriots game um, but the Patriots still playing for a, a playoff spot as well they clinch playoffs with a win over the Bills or Dolphins Steelers and Titans lose and they'll get in ba backwards that way too um, <laughs> who knows where the <laughs> Buffalo Bills head is right now the team's head and stuff after all this who knows there's you know report stuff about like gosh would the Bills team even want to play this game and stuff? It's like, well, I, yeah, a lot of people on this team. I think team, they will. Yeah, a lot of people on this team still need to get something done. May, will there be starters? Maybe they can't 
can't go through with it? Perhaps. I don't know. This is unprecedented, so we have to wait and see that stuff. But straight up and down, Buffalo Bills still have a lot on this uh, on on the field here. So because I'm, I'm beating you in these picks, Dan, I'm going to currently by eight because we had that Bengals and Bills one hanging out in yeah. the open there. I'm going to take Bills in this one, assuming everybody's playing and everybody's going to get out there. I mean, if I hear Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and a bunch of people are going to boycott it for some reason, we'll have another discussion. And that's fair. <laughs> but Bills, where Bills went, went while they still need it. I, I am going to take the Patriots for the very simple concept of this opens up the nightmare scenario of a seven-seed Patriots making it all the way to the fucking Super Bowl and facing off against Tom Brady and the eight and nine Buccaneers. Yeah, NFL would love that. I would hate it. I would probably put a gun in my mouth just to taste most, the metal. But yeah, uh, most of the NFL would hate, or most of the uh, the world, the America would hate it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fucking awful. But it it opens that up, and we can't close that down as a uh, a talking point in the playoffs because at least the first week, that's all anybody be talking about is like, can it happen? <laughs> Fuck God, I hope not. So uh, I think Patriots win this one. Okay. Uh, continuing on to wrap up the AFC East, the Jets lost in Seattle. It was really their last gasp. They are now eliminated, uh, which is unfortunate because there was so long deep into this season. We were thinking Jets are going to go into the playoffs. That'd be fun. Mike White got back in this one, but just through two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks, who technically have kind of been in a free fall themselves, a big bounce back win. I, I picked him in this one, Dan. I was back and forth, honestly, but it what I took it down was is the Jets going all the way across the country play Seattle in the late game. Um, Seattle did control this one mostly, and you know Walker healthy again. They take care of the business. I thought the late game was actually going to help them. Um, I sure. you know I was like ah you know your circadian rhythms are going to be like midday. That's going to be okay, but uh, yeah, I. These poor fucking Jets, man. I mean, they even with Mike White, you can keep Mike White on the team, but he's a free agent, um, so he probably won't. Oh be. shoot! Somebody's going to offer him more money, um, and you you really can't move forward with the kid. I I think this does make a a really good um, landing spot for Derek Carr, eventually. Um, oh really yeah. Fucking anybody. Um, but the Jets. A lot of people be going Lamar Jackson, man. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, Lamar Jackson, Lamar the Jackson on the Jets. Insane. But he's under team control. People forget that. You can still franchise the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the Jets still got better. I mean, that's the one thing we keep forgetting. It, it, sure, the quarterback True. position doesn't look good, but the Jets got better this year. This is what you're supposed When you hired Robert Sala, did you expect him to take you to the playoffs in the second year with that terrible fucking Jets team? No, but he got you to eight wins, and that's not bad. Or, sorry, seven wins. But that's not bad. You know, for fucking yeah. for the fucking Jets, you know he might wind up with eight. He might go eight and nine this year, which is still a losing record. But it gives you a great opportunity to rebuild for next year and say, hey, we didn't make the playoffs, but this is a competitive division. We could take this thing. Well, let's see. Do they get to eight wins this year? They are going to Miami for their final week. Um, obviously, all these games for Week 18 are set up as divisional matchups. So we could have some play-ins and stuff. But this one, Jets-Dolphins, the Jets just now eliminated. How many starters play? I'm pretty sure Mike White will be in there. Um, The Dolphins, 
uh, can clinch the playoffs with a win and that Patriots loss. And like I said, I think the Bills are going to take care of business at home because they still want that top seed. So on a bye week, home field throughout. So here, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins, I think, have plenty to play for, and Dolphins win it. I guess clinch and get in. But it's Skylar Thompson. I think the New York Jets defense is way better than a Skylar Thompson-led Miami Dolphins offense, and that's going to be the difference. I think the Jets win this one legitimately, Um, not even because they have the lead. I think uh, on a game that means something for both, I I would pick probably the Jets here too, but their will is going to be broken, and that's why I think give Skylar Thompson the full week of practice like the Dolphins like to do, and they'll they'll squeeze it out here, but – it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, moving right along, Dan. Here's one you got right. The Steelers winning on the road in Baltimore. I didn't see that coming. It was a tight one, though. 16-13. Um, I knew that the Ravens, shit. Last second. Yeah, the Ravens are in a free fall here themselves. Um, but they have been since Jackson's been hurt. Huntley is just kind of doing enough, but not... He doesn't have the excitement that Lamar Jackson does, unfortunately. And this Ravens free fall is a free fall that like everybody on the team is fine with. Like, does that does that make sense? Where you go like, hey, we held the Steelers to sixteen points. That's not bad. We held them to nine points for fifty nine minutes. That's pretty good. Hey, you know what? We're not fucking terrible. When Lamar gets back, that's gonna be a difference maker. The fact that Lamar is coming back this year, probably not this week, very unlikely. They clinched the playoffs, there's no reason to do it. But a well-rested Lamar is coming back in the wild card. That is a fucking wild card, man. And that makes the Ravens feel like they've got a puncher's chance. So I I don't think they're going to win again for the rest of the year. Um, But the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin cannot have a losing record. Can't do it. Uh, It it has never happened in Mike Tomlin's entire tenure that he has had a losing record. Uh, And now he's 8-8. I think he's going to win this week. Uh, and he's going to go 9-8. and eight. Mike Tomlin will never lose. He is one of the better, more underrated coaches in the NFL. Um, in this game, Kenny Pickett was doing everything you would expect a rookie to do, except sure. in those clutch moments, which over the past month and a half, he has had a bunch of clutch end-of-game drives to close this thing out. So Pittsburgh fans can see that he's not at his full potential, but you're seeing a lot of the clutch, a lot of the it factor that guys get excited about with a quarterback. You can see that on Kenny Pickett in a lot of these late drives. Yeah, the young QBs aren't supposed to hit those those last-second throws like he did in that game. That was pretty impressive. And that the Steelers are actually still in the bubble the final week of the season. And again, it's just like, man, it's crazy, but here we are. Um I'm going to talk about the Steelers game. We haven't talked about the Browns game yet. That one I'm shoved in the NFC side of things, but (laughs) obviously we'll get there. Browns at Steelers. Browns at Steelers. The Steelers can still clinch a playoff spot with a win, but the Patriots and Dolphins have to lose, which I think is a possibility here. Mm -hmm. We're talking Skylar Thompson. We're talking Patriots on the road. Oh, my God. Can the Steelers be going back to the playoffs? Uh, obviously, I have them winning this one at home against these uh, very um, this hot cold Browns team that really can't beat everybody. So I like the nope. Steelers. I I like the Steelers here too. I'm not I'm not taking every game opposite from you, Scott. Um, <laughs> I like the Steelers you don't have here to. too. Uh, they are they are a team that has been on a hot streak. The Browns once again don't know what they are, and they just beat you know fucking what's his nuts in the Washington Cumberbunds. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is a Steelers win. I think Mike Tomlin at 9-8, and eight, even if he misses the playoffs, everybody looks and goes, oh, this Steelers team is ready to go next year. You know, mm-hmm. another you got another you got Pickens and Pickett for another four years at least. Sign me the fuck up if I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. All right, we're talking Chiefs Broncos next. Chiefs win it at home, twenty four twenty seven. Tight. Oh, tight. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Wait a minute. He's he's running two touchdowns in. He's throwing one. He's bypassing, or at least you know tying with the throws of his uh, bathrooms. Um, <laughs> but on the other side, Pat Mahomes three hundred twenty eight yards, three touchdowns. Jarek McKinnon thing, getting things going. The Chiefs were back and forth in this one, uh, but they win it. Um, this is the second game the Broncos have played since, and we haven't talked about that, the firing of Hackett, their head coach. Um, Needed to happen. The, it did, but to happen just with two weeks left of the – or two, three weeks left of the regular season. Kind of interesting. He's only the second coach – to be fired in the during his first uh, regular season. We've had guys go after their first season, but during the other one being Urban last year for different row. reasons, but kind of, yeah, but Urban Meyer. Um, this one, yeah, uh, his uh, interim is Jerry Rosberg, who was the guy brought in to help him with his clock management stuff when he was having those issues early on. So just an um an embarrassing uh, end to an embarrassing season for the Broncos. And I know that this was 24 to 27. This looked like a Chiefs team that was like, oh shit, we're <laughs> once again, the Chiefs have got to get their shit together because they seem to only turn it on in the fourth quarter of the past couple right. of weeks. Um, yeah. You know, Russell Wilson still didn't look great. You know, he had those two rushing touchdowns, but this did not look like. It's not like, oh, Russell's coming back. It's like, no, he still looked fucking slow and inaccurate, and Mahomes looked disinterested at times um, and then turned it on in the fourth quarter and closed it the fuck out. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are great. The Broncos are terrible. I don't – I'm surprised this was as close as it was, but I don't think it matters. And uh, mm. the Denver Broncos are not even going to have the top three pick that this fucking season has earned them. How disappointing is that shit? Yeah, you're probably stuck with Russell Wilson at least for another few seasons, and who's going to be your head coach now? And you're back in who that wants him? search again. Yeah, who who's going to come here? Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what we're going to be doing. There's a lot of uh, Sean Payton talk already. There's a lot of John Harbaugh talk now. <sighs> again, or Jim, not John Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. John Stan. Jim, he's a ra- he's John's a brother. For life. Yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh talk again. So we'll see, man. We'll see where people start uh, dipping in. The Panthers are already looking. There's that Walmart um, money, though, in Denver. So there's going to be a big old check written. Yeah, a lot of people getting getting a lot of money and then paying the guys who just left already for a while. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are going to play the Raiders. Again, we haven't talked about the Raiders yet. That game I put in the NFC site as well. But let's talk Chiefs at Raiders. This is a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. There are two games for this Saturday. NFL is still treating us here for a couple because uh, the bowl games will be thinning out by then. Um, Saturday at 3.30 kickoff Central Standard Time is Chiefs at Raiders. Uh, Chiefs again. Uh, can clinch the number one seed with a win and either one more Bills loss or they just clinch it with Bills losing 
both the games they have left. So uh, I Chiefs still have something to play for here on Saturday afternoon. I have the Chiefs winning this one over for the Raiders in Vegas. Chiefs are better than the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but I'm very worried about the Chiefs playing these Raiders. If, if this game is not out of hand in the Chiefs' favor by halftime, I'd be very, very worried that you're going to see some Raiders cheap shots. Because this seems mm-hmm. like something McDaniels would do to try to save his job. Is like, no, I'm a Raider. Look, I injured two Chiefs. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, near the end. Look, keep me, keep me. So I, I worry about that sort of shit. If I'm, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm saying step on their throat early and you know get some backups in there late. I thought the game the Raiders rolled out against a very good Niners team this last week, which we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, the wild overtime thing in the. Patriots game uh, a few weeks back that might have saved McDaniel and that stuff especially in his contract and everything else, oh yeah. you know so yeah you're right he's probably okay but the Raiders do hate the Chiefs this will be it's gonna mm-hmm. get chippy it is the Chiefs on the road are a little different too this year so we'll see what happens could get weird uh Dan we're gonna not put this in the two minute uh, fence. We're gonna talk about one more game here. We're gonna talk about your Cowboys. They beat the Titans all the way back on Thursday night football. Um, congrats to Prescott Lamb. Schultz had two touchdowns. Lamb hundred yards. You were going against uh, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, Tennessee, side. great. Came in uh, on a start that we found out kind of late in the week. Um, we knew Tannehill, he went under the knife. He's done for the season, yeah. even if the Titans do make the playoffs. Uh, we've seen their rookie QB a few times this year. Um, Malik Willis. Malik Willis, but uh, we don't get him this game because he really hasn't thrown, I think, a game over 150 yards. He isn't yeah. He isn't throwing the ball much around yet. So Josh Dobbs gets in. Josh Dobbs is who we get next week, too. Cowboys take care of business when this one Thursday night, and, and that's really kind of what this felt like. It it didn't feel like we killed them. It you know, Dak threw another another fucking two interceptions, um, mm. which we've got to get that shit cleaned up, man. I mean that's going to kill us <laughs> in the playoffs. But uh, you know, Josh Dobbs looked like you'd expect a guy like Josh Dobbs to look. You know, threw for around fifty percent, but the the ball was moving, the offense was moving, and he didn't even have Derrick Henry, so. This was yeah, the most that's right. capable. Henry didn't play either. Yeah, Henry's going to play this week. But this was a this is a quarterback that looked capable, leading an offense that has a lot of capability. Um, that's an interesting combination to go against a Jags team. I mean, I'm already moving on. The Cowboys did what the Cowboys were going to do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and everybody looked okay. Uh, they uh, ran Zeke a little bit. They ran Malik Davis uh, almost more. Um, you know, the, Tony Pollard was out with an injury. Uh, CD looked great. They have no DBs in Tennessee. So this this sort of game doesn't teach me much about the Dallas Cowboys, but it did intrigue me that the Tennessee Titans maybe see Malik Willis as a developmental prospect. Maybe that's the thing that got the GM fired is that Malik Willis was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, they just even drafted in the first place. Yeah, but Josh Dobbs gives you an interest. I mean, I gave the guy a fucking third round or fourth round grade. Everybody was talking about second round. He obviously didn't go there. Um, but I, you could see it. You could see there's some problems with Malik Willis, even from the college tape. But he's a project. That's why you get a guy like that. He's a project. Josh Dobbs is not a project. He is at his ceiling now. He's a seven-year vet, always been a backup. 
not throwing a ton of passes in the NFL, but if you throw Derrick Henry behind him, I feel like he can make a couple throws and make a couple plays. Smart dude. Um, they talked about it ceaselessly during the the broadcast, but it was like he's a rocket scientist. He, you know, he studied uh, rocket science in college at Tennessee. <laughs> he's a smart guy. He's basically a alopecia Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's yeah. that's what we're dealing <laughs> with right now. So I'm looking forward um, to him playing this game. Yeah, he's playing at Jacksonville. This is a game they listed for Saturday night. Um, so this will be after the Chiefs Raiders. We get Titans at Jaguars. It's basically the uh, play-in for the winner of the AFC South. Um, again, we haven't talked about the Jaguars game yet. That's in the two-minute no offense. I'll be right back after that break. Uh, the Titans can clinch this uh, AFC South with a win. Jaguars clinch the AFC South also with a win. And the Jaguars have a backwards way to get in the playoffs as a wild card right now if the Steelers, Patriots, and Dolphins lose and the Jaguars win this. I don't think the Jaguars will win this. I'm picking them to win it, first of all. It's <laughs> at, it's in Jacksonville, and it's still Josh Dobbs starting. I know Travis... I know uh, Derrick Henry... Excuse me, Travis. I know Derrick Henry is back... Uh, and they will lean heavily on him, but the Jaguars are playing well, and it's under the bright lights. I'm give give me my Jags. I'm gonna take these Titans. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bald miracle that is Josh Dobbs and uh, Derrick Henry, just getting some last revenge uh, against this Jaguars team, which has really been ascendant. The NFL would love for the Jaguars to get in because that's I a think so. number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Oh man, look at this. Look at his fucking flowing locks in the playoffs. But I think the Titans are just dirty Mike Vrabel enough to to wind up winning this thing on the road and uh, break some Jaguar hearts. Uh, I hope you're. In, I don't know. Hope you're right because then we get a Titans team that's really limping their way to a home game in the playoffs and whatever. South these South divisions really let us down this year. Well, the South uh, tends to let us down in general. That's Talking, a good point. You know, looking at you. Looking at you, South. American South. On that note, we're going to take a break. I uh, hope you guys don't have anything to do because we going long. When we return, two-minute no offense, the NFC playoff picture. So stick it right here. This is the push-off. everybody we're back uh we are time for the two minute no offense this one chock full this week obviously we are late in the year so dan when you set that clock we're gonna go fast yeah because no offense uh at this point you know what you are we know what you are and there's no reason to talk about you most of these teams and <laughs> ready but go uh colts oof they're bad they lose to the giants badly 10 <sighs> to 38 giants clinch the playoffs they're yeah. in god i Somebody check Ursa's pill bottles because they're fucking empty and he needs a refill. Make it morphine stat. That kid is fucking dying. 
Uh, Jeff Saturday is not a good head coach. And Sam Ellinger, poor Sam Ellinger. <laughs> um, next, the Bears lose in Detroit badly, 10-41. to uh, Lions trying to stay alive in the playoff race. And the Bears, you know, Fields, again, another over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, if Fields can put it together as a passer, which you can do if you get an offensive line, uh, the Bears could mm. be very interesting. He's an interesting talent. Uh, that being said, man, are they looking forward to the number two pick in the draft. They are. Uh, next one to Jaguars. We talked about it. They beat up the Texans 31-3. to Texans uh, still want that first overall pick. Yeah, and weirdly enough, I said the positive thing about Trevor Lawrence. He has been the most... Accurate, sorry, the highest rated quarterback in the NFL for the last month and a half. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. He's at a, maybe things are finally slowing down for him. We'll have to see. Uh, For the battle for LA, this year it goes to the Chargers. They beat the Rams 31 to 10. Yeah. This, uh, this is an ascendant Chargers team that seems to be getting a little bit healthier, which is exactly what you want. And Joey Bosa's back. So that's huge for them. Yeah, a lot of the big players they need are, are ready for maybe a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, in a pretty fun back-and-forth one with a lot of backup QBs, the Falcons beat the Cardinals 20-19. to Yeah, man, what a fucking <laughs> what a wreck. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy the Falcons actually were able to come back on somebody else. Uh, that's usually them hey. blowing a late lead. But, uh, yeah, Falcons won this thing 20-19. to I, I didn't call it, uh, but, I yeah, I figured that sh- – Cardinals be a little bit more competitive than they are. I'm worried about Cliff Kingsbury's job. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, Blau getting this start after he was stolen from the Vikings uh, practice squad about four or five weeks ago. Like, wild how much um, they had to move around there for the Cardinals this year, but it has been a mess. Um, okay, so let's talk about some games for next week. Uh, a lot of these also. Future two minute, no offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans at Colts being one. Yuck. This one, yeah, this one really bad. I think the Colts might be the worst team in the league currently right now, but also I think the Texans understand that if they win this game, the Bears could take that first overall pick from them. That yeah. doesn't seem like it's best in their interest. So Texans will figure out a way to trip over their own feet, and I have the Colts winning this one. I do as well because, yeah, the Texans – the Texans need to trip on their own dick. I know I know they say like every team's competitive, <laughs> but you know somebody's going to Lovey Smith being like, Hey Lovey, it'd be great. It'd be really great if you could just not win this fucking game. That'd be so yeah. nice. I mean you're not gonna be the head coach next year, but we will find you a front office job, I swear to God. <laughs> just, just die. Just take a dive. Um we got Chargers at Broncos happening this week. Um the Broncos obviously nothing to play for here. Not even a draft pick. The Chargers are going to get the fifth seed with a win here in Denver or a Ravens loss, who are playing the Bengals, or they end up with the sixth seed if they lose or uh, Ravens win. Yeah. I don't think they're playing for much, if I'm being honest. I think this is an opportunity for Denver to win. Um, I think Chargers finish 10-7, and seven, and I, I still think the Raiders are going to lose. Or, sorry, the Ravens are going to lose, so I don't think it matters. I think this is going to be strangely a uh, a Broncos win. I know you're picking. I know you're picking, but I'm, I'm oh, that's right. Broncos here. Well, I was still picking Chargers. Um, you're right. They're not playing for a lot, but they're playing for enough. And seeding, I think, between the 
fourth and third seed is where they're playing the difference here, and that's talking either the winner of that AFC South or somebody else. You want to play the winner of that AFC South in the first round, Chargers. So I have the Chargers uh, showing up to play the Denver Broncos, but it's in Denver. Things can get wild, but I got the Chargers. Um, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, It's just the Seahawks playing for something in this one. Seahawks can clinch playoffs with a win and they need the Packers to lose, but that game doesn't happen until later in the day. So I got the Seahawks showing up to win that one against the Rams. I don't. I have these Rams getting real weird, breaking Seattle hearts. This is a division game. Um, That's the only thing the Rams are playing for this year is let's not let another fucking NFC West team in this thing. Uh, Let's shut it down, and I think they do. Well, and now that you said that, um, there is that rumor out there that maybe Matt Stafford be healthy enough to come back. No. He technically can come off of IR. Yeah, it would be a silly thing to do. But if he really wanted to... And he goes out there and, and plays and, and you know just to make a thing of the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, Crazy things that happen. I think the NFL would rather the Seahawks lose because that makes the sure. Lions-Packers game that night an ultimate play-in for that last spot. Yeah. A little more exciting and, and more for the Lions, obviously, to play for because the Seahawks win this one. Lions don't have a lot to play for against the Packers there in that evening game. So I we'll think see. that's the way it goes. I think they... I think these Seahawks wind up losing to these Rams led by a spunky dickhead Baker Mayfield. And this is just the sort of dickhead <laughs> Baker Mayfield game that he loves playing. Yeah. I'm guessing in the long run I'd almost want that to happen because out of those three teams I'd want the Lions to get in. Right. That seventh seed. Does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll cheer for the Rams in a weird thing here. But uh, I also don't want the Packers to just fall. Well, no, the Packers still got to win. So, yeah. yeah, I'll cheer for the Rams. Okay, um, Panthers lost to the Buccaneers in uh, Tampa. I, I picked, I, I fired cannons. I fired cannons in this game, Dan, but I wasn't cheering for it. I really sure. found myself late in this game when the Panthers were in this, and Panthers were up at half, 14 to 10, I cheering know. for the Panthers to take care of business. Um, and they almost did, but then Brady went off with Evans. He just realized, I can just throw it to, to Mike Evans, and he'll make some huge plays for me, and he did. For three touchdowns uh buccaneers clinch the nfc south yeah i mean these the shitty <laughs> thing is the panthers went up 21 to 10 that's yeah, what sucks that was i was like oh they got it it's over panthers panthers are in this thing but of course tom brady goes ballistic to mike evans of course that's the way this fucking happens and it mm-hmm. wasn't dirty pool i mean there was it wasn't like tampa was getting a bunch of you know penalties their way it's just it's just, I hate it. I hate Tom Brady doing this. I hate Tom Brady throwing for 400 yards two weeks before I'm going to play him in the goddamn playoffs. I hate the Buccaneers rolling at just the right time. This shit drives <laughs> me fucking insane. I cannot believe I have to play these fucking idiot Buccaneers in two weeks. I'm I'm furious, Scott. I'm furious. I hear how you're assuming this uh, is going to follow, follow up uh, for your Cowboys here, and, and you're probably right. The... Buccaneers are playing the Falcons this week. Um, all right, you want to catch me in picks here. The games that I'm having the toughest time picking is these NFC South games. Jesus. Yeah. Nothing is on the line. I have no idea who's going to roll out to play. I have no idea who's going to care to care enough to play. Um, Buccaneers at Falcons. The Buccaneers will be seed number four. Mm-hmm. They can't go anywhere else no matter what happens in the rest of the league. 
Um, but the rumor is that Tom Brady is going to play. Um, the starters are going to play. Um, well, Tristan Wirfs is hurt. Uh, Antoine Edwards or uh, Winfield Jr.'s hurt. Um, Dean, I think, got hurt. You know, there's a lot of banged up Buccaneers. So you're, you're telling me they're going to play? Okay, no. sure. But at the same time, I can see them starting, getting pulled at halftime when they're up by a bunch. And the, and the Falcons got Desmond Ritter. And you know what? The, the Falcons have uh, plenty of problems themselves on offense. So back and forth with this one. Uh, long story longer. I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm firing the cannons on the road in Atlanta. I haven't been firing the cannons a lot this year, and I won't again no. because they are about to be my arch rival. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get revenge against them. I'm going to pick these Falcons to hurt them right before they uh, right before they face us and wind up winning this game on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I would pick though these games opposite me, but we'll see what happens. Um, okay, moving on. The Saints beat the Eagles. Dan, you picked this one. I was excited about it. This was when I was feeling good on Sunday. Uh, 20 to 10. Uh, Andy Dalton, whatever. It was the Saints defense with six sacks. Yeah. Um, Minshew's second start. If you're an Eagles fan, you're not excited about Minshew anymore. No. Um, Devonta Smith is uh blowing up finally i mean you know, and then the eagle side had seven sacks so but still this was a 13 to nothing saints game at the half the eagles brought it within three and then boom it was over again uh yeah um i don't know if the eagles are just playing with fire here i don't know because you last time we spoke we thought hurts maybe he was resting for the cowboys game to not hurt his mvp chances now the eagles have a number one seed on the brink here of getting lost. Uh, what do we do in Eagles? Saints win this one. Gardner Minshew was not great in this game, but he was good enough. Uh, sure. Well, the, not good enough to win. <laughs> it's true. The issue is they couldn't get the way their offense works. They need a running quarterback to make this offense work. That's what they need. Yeah. Because if you've just got Miles Sanders and Bart Scott and you don't respect the quarterback option on the sneak – that really tightens down the way the defense is able to play this run game. Um, and that really should worry the Eagles. So, you know, if Jalen Hurts gets back with a ton of rest, it is what it is. I mean, if he doesn't play in this game, that means Jalen Hurts will not have played in over a month. Um, when yeah. If they go and become the number one seed, he will not have played in over a month. Uh, and that's that's a huge issue. Sure, there's, he's healthy. But it's going to take a whole quarter for him to get in rhythm. Just assuming. I mean, right. I've seen enough injured quarterbacks as a Cowboys fan. It takes you a little bit of time to get <laughs> rhythm uh, when you've been out for so long. So, um, yeah, I was very happy the Saints won this game just because I thought it made Week 18 more interesting. But then Tampa came back against, uh, you know, the fucking Panthers, and now I'm just depressed. Now the now the Saints are seven and nine, but uh, at least you know it's a slightly lower pick for the Eagles because of that trade so you keep winning new orleans and fuck you philadelphia that's the wild another wild thing about that game is yeah eagles had a like double win on their hands there we could win clinch ourselves a number one seed and benefit our first round draft pick next year all in one fell swoop yeah. and they could at home and they couldn't do it to a saints team that got a blip of hope there 
And yeah. and then they gave it to the Vikings too to be like, hey, there's this number one seed that you could be available for. And then we squashed their hope by not showing up in in Green Bay, where they needed us to. So did we do that to kick the Saints around some more? <laughs> I'd like to say that's the reason, but no. Um, so anyways, uh, Saints are eliminated. Uh, Panthers at Saints again. Don't mean anything. Who shows up for this? Who really cares? I am saying the Saints will win because they're at home and who day and the loud stadium, all that just stuff. So I'm saying Saints. I'm taking the Panthers because Steve Wilkes wants a job here, man. And if he wins this mm-hmm. game, it would represent a huge turnaround for the Panthers uh, ever since the firing of Matt Rule. I don't see a reason for them to go with anyone but Steve Wilkes unless they bring in a Jim Harbaugh or a you know a huge name to coach uh, this Carolina team. But if you're saying, hey, we're going to go look at a bunch of different coach options and you don't take Steve Wilkes, a minority hire who's won with your team that you have assembled poorly, that'd be very interesting. Unless you bring in a Harbaugh where people go, oh, well, yeah, of course you went with Jim Harbaugh. Um, yeah. You know, the guy's been to a Super Bowl. He's been fucking great. And he's crazy in Michigan. So, um, yeah, I think Wilkes wins this and actually wins the coaching job in Carolina. Uh the previous Saints head coach, who I also said will be looking for a starting job perhaps this year, I'll talk about um, Peyton getting uh, groups together already. There's this connection with Vic Fangio going to be his defense coordinator, et cetera. And then people saying – there was somebody said like, well, him going back to the Saints is an option, and it's one of the like least kept secret things. Uh, why did he leave then? Just because they were out of to, money. To pop pills and fuck Just, his mistress. <laughs> all right you're yeah, off Occam, and then decided Occam's razor man the simplest option he he wanted to try out tv see if he still turns got the out itch. the grass was not greener on the other side and i want back yeah why not you know it's yeah. uh yeah I, I could see him coming back Were the saints not paying him still for his retirement stuff do they not get like hey what about that money you go i don't know well they're works. not they didn't ask for any money back but at the same time they still hold his rights for two more years you know, yeah, he's okay, under contract okay. for two more years. And the Saints are saying, hey, we want like a first-round draft pick for Sean Payton. Ugh, that's a big ask for a guy like Sean Payton at this point in the season uh, or at this point in his career. Yeah, sure, he's pretty yeah. good. He's a, he's a really good head coach. But a first-round draft pick? Ugh, I no, don't know. No, no, no. no one's getting that for him. But, yeah, okay. Then maybe this him returning to the Saints is his best option here. Um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Panthers at Saints, you're taking Panthers. I, I like the, the opposite pick there. The Giants are going to the Eagles. Now, the Giants have nothing to play for. They are automatically the sixth seed after they clinched. Um, can't get any worse, can't get any better wherever they finish. The Eagles, obviously we talked about this, they can clinch the one seed with a win, or they get it if the Niners and Cowboys lose. Yeah, it's... They're going to win this fucking game, and I hate it. <laughs> I fucking Well, hate and it. I've been picking them the last few weeks, too. I'm going to pick them this week, obviously, because, yeah, what do the Giants have to play for? And, obviously, they probably want to rest some starters here. So I think the Eagles, yeah, win it, too, and wrap it all up. But, man, to, if <laughs> if it's Minshew again, and, and I assume it is at this point, um, yeah. I haven't heard that they're going to rest – bring Hurts back now but you have to as an Eagles fan be a little bit like you know is he not is he not gonna be healthy because getting a little worried about this now he 
you you put it up for that worry that because if if you falter here, Niners gonna take it from you, and then you are playing week one or week one. We are playing the wild card weekend. Yeah, it's uh, listen, man. I I think the Giants are gonna lose this game. I think it's gonna be backups of you backups, but. Yeah. Uh, if it isn't, or if the Giants' backups are better than the Eagles' backups, I would be fucking thrilled. Anybody but the <laughs> goddamn Eagles being number one. I don't care if it's the goddamn Niners. I really don't care. I, I just don't. I just don't want the Eagles to get it. I, I would even have the Cowboys lose and still stay in the wild card as long as the Eagles don't get the number one pick. But I think that's going to happen. They've been so good all year. And with Jalen Hurts' injury, once again, this is a similar situation with Lamar Jackson where the team is like, hey, we're back. You know, we got Jalen back. We're we're gonna all, every problem we had is now fixed, um, and it just it would be a huge emotional boost. But uh, I I don't know why Jalen Hurts would play in this game unless you say, hey, I want to get Jalen Hurts like a quarter of work um, to try to get that don't rhythm be out. Rusty after, yeah, yeah. Don't be completely whatever. rusty, but you basically say, hey, you're gonna start this game. You're gonna play. You know two drives, three drives, whatever, and then we're going to put uh, Minshew in and let him finish out the game. I think that makes sense. Yeah. We'll see what they do. Um, We both are saying Eagles no matter what anyways. Uh, Moving on, the Browns beat the uh, Commanders. We're going to talk about that one. 24-10. Dan, you picked this one. This was probably the one I was the most back and forth on before going there because I knew – if the Commanders lost, it leaves a lot of stuff more open for the NFC playoff picture, and sure mm-hmm. enough, it does now. Uh, and the Browns figured out enough to, to take care of this one. Carson Wentz, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, that career Especially is early on. Yeah, he just was a mess out there. I'm assuming he's back because of the Heineke injury, right? They weren't going to flip this back just because Carson Wentz was, like, ready to go healthy. Well, I mean – Taylor Heineke kind of stalled out over the last few games too. So they're like, Hey Carson, if you want this fucking career back, uh, now is the time to get your shit together, buddy. Um, but I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing is watching this game. You're like, Carson Wentz is toast. There's nobody. There is nobody that wants him. You know what his cap hit is next year? (laughs) $26 million. Do the Colts still pay any of that? The Colts, yeah, the Colts have dead money kind of dedicated to him. But uh, do you know what his dead cap is if you cut him? If not, okay, so not twenty. Um, what like eighteen? Zero. He's fucking gone. Oh well, then yeah, yeah, he is. Somebody will pick him up as a backup. But yeah, you're right. He's done as being a starter in this league. And there you go, another early, early drafted uh, quarterback. Uh, previous MVP, right? Didn't he get uh, it for no. the Eagles that year? No, he, he did didn't. not. Uh, because he missed okay, the last couple of games, but he was yeah. he was the odds-on MVP. Strange thing, Eagles in another situation where the odds-on MVP winds up getting quarterback injured Quarterback goes of the down season. early, yeah. You know, gets If they gets think that Minshew's going to do it now, man. And if he does, God damn it, if Minshew does That's what now. we said about Nick Foles, dude. That's what we said True. about Nick Foles. Don't you speak that evil into this world. I remember. I remember exactly that. How do I? All right. Uh, so the Browns uh, beating the Commanders. We're gonna just move on with the Commanders playing at home against the Cowboys this week. Cowboys still again. You could rest people and just get ready for Tampa, like you're saying. But you can clinch uh, the number one seed still with a win and losses by the Eagles and 49ers, or 
just take the NFC East in that home game with just the Eagles loss. You don't have to worry about the Niners and at least get a home game. I think, um, I'm taking Cowboys in this one, obviously. Yeah, I'm obviously taking Cowboys in this in this one as well. I think we're probably going to have a situation, like I talked about with the Eagles, where we play a quarter, we see how the game is kind of going, and then we just kind of sit everybody. And I think we can still go 13-4, and four, which would be a crazy record for a wild card team. Um, and yeah, the Commanders are now playing for draft position. So, you know, Ron Rivera might not be the head coach next year, but... The Commanders at best could be eight, eight and one, which is the most average you can be right now. Um, but if we're playing Carson Wentz, oh man, our defense is going to tee the fuck off. It's going to be great. They got both those games playing in the afternoon, uh, three twenty-five kickoffs. Yeah, so you guys will be playing at the same time. So you can scoreboard watch. They can put them up at the same time. Whatever they're going to end up doing for you. Um, moving right along. Yeah, we have difference of. Uh, I think we're about the same for the NFC here. 49ers, we're going to talk about 49ers. They beat the Raiders. It took overtime, though, uh, 37 to 34. Um, it shouldn't have, but uh, the the miss shot by um, uh, Robbie Gold. The man, I, I don't know. Robbie Gold, there's certainly a length that's out of his range now. Oh, yeah. You get worried about kickers in the postseason. Maybe the only thing, though, that can slow down. Brock Purdy and these 49ers. Um, as they take care of business over those Raiders, they have leapfrogged my Vikings in the standings and now uh, very likely could have the second seed in the NFC. And again, they could still get the first seed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't want to offend you. And I will say this right out the gate. Justin Jefferson is the offensive player of the year, in my mind. Amen. However... The offensive player of the second half of this year has been Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. That dude has been redonkulous. He has been early Christian McCaffrey good. I mean, this is the sort of weapon you are incredibly afraid of falling into a guy like Kyle Shanahan's hands, and there he is. A Brock Purdy has not made a lot of mistakes. He's actually looked really good for a rookie. Um, yeah. And I, I will give credit to Jared Stidham, who also didn't look bad for the for the Raiders. Jared Stidham almost felt like he had a better handle on a uh, on on the offense than Carr ever did, but that's probably because he had years and years of listening to fucking uh, yeah. what's his makes nuts. the benching make more sense when you saw Stidham out there. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you go yep. okay. This is this is the way you want your offense to move. I get it. I get it. And uh, Josh Jacobs looked good, but he's going to be a free agent. Jared Stidham might be the guy that they hold over for their next potential first round pick. But, uh, yeah, I th- not I, car probably. Yeah. yeah. It's not gonna be car, but, uh, yeah, the Vegas Raiders are, yeah, they're an interesting fucking team next year, but San Francisco winning this was huge. I, I really wished for a Raiders win here. Um, <laughs> that would have made, that would have made this week much easier on the Cowboys. Same, same for the Vikings. Yeah, no, I was there too, but didn't expect it. So when it didn't happen, I wasn't totally let down. Uh, the 49ers, phew, so they've come out of nowhere. Kind of thought they were down when uh, Garoppolo went down, but it's almost like they've gotten stronger. Each quarterback they've gone through, <laughs> they could get – or they, they're playing at home here against the Cardinals who have uh, the opposite stuff going when they lost their QBs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is coaching. Um, the 49ers still, like we've said, can get the number one seed if they beat these Cardinals and the Eagles lose – to the Giants. 
Um, I have the 49ers winning this one. I, again, we already said I think the Eagles win anyway, so I don't think it matters for them. But uh, the Niners will hold on to that second seed because they, oh, yeah, they could slip down to the third seed if my Vikings win and the Niners lose. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, even if the Cowboys win their game, even if the Eagles lose, there is very little chance that these 49ers are going to drop one on the road um, un- unless they say, hey, we got to get Brock Purdy out of there in the third quarter, let Josh Johnson take some hits. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think this 49ers team is going to wind up beating the Cardinals pretty soundly. Yeah. Uh, moving along, I, I've put it off to the end, but here it is. Uh, for Packers 41, Vikings 17. Was that where it ended? Yeah, um, watched watched most, if not all, of this one. Uh, it was 27 of three Packers at the half. This was, again, one of those where it was like everything going going the wrong way, balls bouncing the wrong way for the Vikings, like the first half of the Colts and the the Cowboys won. So I think what it is is there's something with these one-point magical uh, wins where when all of that stuff bounces your way week after week, then you have these games where everything's got to go the opposite way. It's it's um, it's just the, the you know balancing of life itself. I don't know because – like the, we had a blocked punt set up on the first the uh, first and goal at the one yard line can't get yeah. it in. You got uh, Kirk Cousins throwing a pass that gets off of a, a player's hands into like ricochets in the Packers' hands and they run it all the way back for a touchdown. Running kickoffs back for a touchdown. I know our guys are slipping all over that field, uh, not wearing the right cleats for at least half that game. Um, Jefferson non-existent. Um, Balls bouncing off players' hands. Uh, Kirk turned the ball over like three times, but I don't know if much of it was his fault. Like Jefferson fell down on a route. The other one was off the hands. And then uh, losing the offensive lineman, huge, huge. So we were already down to our backup center. And then right after that blocked punt, we lose the backup guy. And then a guy who's never played center has to play the rest of that game. So that was a loss there. And then – now Brian O'Neill's gone, uh, right tackle and probably best uh, offensive lineman on that yep. line is done, which really puts your playoff hopes in a bind too because the Chiefs can tell you just a few years ago, offensive linemen are very important when it comes to postseason. Especially the tackles. Um, so, yeah, so this one really, really hurt, and it, it does put a damper on a very magical season, but it can't take all of that fun away, and we're still going to go in there. But, yeah, they lost the Packers badly. Um, but I picked it. I did see it coming. Anyway, You did. You did. Um, I, will, I will say this. As awful as this game was, and you guys did not look good, you guys weren't playing for much. You're really not because – you guys going into that situation with like Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, like th- the chance of you getting a number one seed is very, very low. Yeah, um, at that point it was. And you're probably going to see these Packers in the playoffs. Keep your secrets. You know, keep mm-hmm. your secrets. Do what you need to do. I mean, Brian O'Neill going down is a tremendous thing. But I will give you one positive thing about the Packers. All right. And I know you don't love talking about positive things about the Packers, but I have to bring no. this up. Um, did you see that Jair Alexander also has one of those fucking comedically large hats? Did you see that in the first game? <laughs> he did it. He yeah. did. He had one. He, he has a comedically large uh, Packers hat, and it's just fucking wonderful, dude. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to get tired of those stupid fucking hats, but god damn it, it's fantastic. 
Uh, I sent you that video of him calling out Jefferson prior to the game. I've never listened to him in an interview before. He they, like man. connected him. Yeah. Can't understand him. Cannot understand him. He gets excited. Ooh. He gets excited. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you know, this is the this is the weird thing. I mean, the the kid was born in Philly, went to school in Louisville. Yeah, you just you can't understand what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Anyways, um he still had a good game. I don't think he I mean, whatever, make excuses, but I don't think he shut down Jefferson. It was a lot of a lot of bad shit with that offensive line and safety help over the top, et cetera. But uh, he got one. You know, Jefferson got week one. He got the most recent one over him, and, and the Packers are red hot feeling. They are. God damn Very it. good about themselves. Yeah, Dan, I, I got a text from my uh, Packers uh, f- uh, fan friend asking if you've ever had a team you've tombstoned make their way into the postseason. Uh, I, th- I think that I have. I think that I have. I got to look back into it. This is a zombie situation, and but of yeah. course, this is the one motherfucker, you know, was that actually it, active right? in voodoo this off season. So it does make <laughs> sense. Um, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I trust in a righteous universe that wants <laughs> Motor City Dan Campbell in these playoffs. That's what I trust in. And yeah, I, you were going to say you trust in a Jared Goff, but... No, I trust in Dan fucking Campbell. I trust in a man that bites kneecaps and whose diet is mostly, you know, chicken wings and danger. That's what I trust yeah. in, you know? So okay. I'm, I'm going Lions all the way. I love the fucking Lions. They're great. Uh, if I had to pick a second NFC team right now, it's the fucking Lions. Just <laughs> re- I want to see Aaron Rodgers' face when the Lions roll in there and roll up the fuck on them. That's what I want. Dan picks with his heart. If I picked with mine, I'd pick the same with you, but I'm not. I'm picking the Packers. Um, Packers uh, at home under the lights against the Lions team that has only won in Lambeau, you know, what, X amount of years over so many. I think it was the, they won last year in this scenario because the Packers rest everybody. <laughs> I forget. But anyways, um I think Packers win this, unfortunately, but I'll be cheering my my butt off for the Lions. Obviously, I will. And then the Vikings go and play the Bears. Again, Vikings can still technically clinch a 2C with the win and lost by the Niners. Otherwise, they are the 3-seed, and they are already matched up against the Giants. Um, The way I see it, I think I like that matchup better. I mean... Again, we've talked about I would love it for the Vikings to not be playing on the road immediately in the the next round of the playoffs, but you got to get to the next round of the playoffs. And um, I think the best chance in order to get to the next round of the playoffs, as it's been proven from the last two weeks of the season, is to play the Giants and not the Packers, where I think that's going to fall. So, yeah, Vikings, um, do what you want, but you can rest players here for this Bears game. I'm going to pick you to win even though it's in Chicago, because I want to show some faith to my Vikings. So I have them winning this one, but uh, I I have it not mattering. I have them end up playing at home against the Giants the, the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to actually take the Bears winning this one. Um, okay. Because, to your point, it's meaningless for the Vikings. Vikings are resting people, but I think the Bears are going to be like, no, we don't want the number two seed. We want the number three seed. Let's embarrass Denver more. So... <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think the Bears wind up winning this game just barely just because they give a shit. That's true. No, yeah, the Bears were going to just hurt their their draft spot then with yeah, that win, right? Yeah, that's all they're doing. 
<laughs> but the okay. players, the players don't care about draft spots. They really don't. The coach may, the you know franchise may, but no, they don't. Um. So we are. Yeah, we're very different in picks because, uh, you know, Dan's making up some ground, but also uh, that's going to change up how the seeding goes for the playoffs. So we'll have to see what that ends up being. But those are all the games for week 18 to come and what we just witnessed for week 17. Um, again, that, that Bengals and uh, Bills one is hanging out there. We have no idea when that's going to be as of now of recording this. Maybe we'll find out soon. It'll probably break, what, tomorrow morning, about the time you guys are listening to this podcast. Probably. So <laughs> don't hold us against it. But uh, to wrap up... Um, Picks as it stands currently. I am at 159. Dan, you're at 151. Uh, I have technically actually, actually must have had a very good last couple of weeks because I'm catching back up with like my brother and you've been my on mom a roll, buddy. and stuff. Who has been? Yeah, they've been kicking my butt all season long. So this is not like me to catch up at the end. Close the um, but anyways, we'll see what happens. One more week left of the regular season. Perhaps a break before the postseason. We hope to be with you guys to discuss the matchups for the 2022 to 23 postseason. That's what's to come. That's what we'll be discussing next after all this. You're in. I'm in. All the teams that matter are in. Just us. (laughs) We're we're in the the, the dance, and uh, everybody goes back to zero there, and it's just matchups. So we'll see what happens from here. Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening to this one. We had a lot of fun, and... um, it helps us talk about the game that we love so much uh, when it gets so real as it did just the other night. And I think it helps to, to do this. So glad you guys are listening. And, and everybody that reached out wondering where last week was, that's nice too. It makes me think, hey, you guys care. You're listening. <laughs> uh, Dan, I got some crazy stats. Oh, yeah. Not mon- not many, but uh, uh, the way I see it here is um, – the way it plays out is, yeah, the Packers would make the playoffs. But if it played out the way that I haven't seeded, they'd be going to play San Francisco the first week of the playoffs where Rodgers and the Packers have already been eliminated by them four times. So a fifth would be a little bit of poetic justice to kind of get, get it to Rodgers a little bit more as San Francisco is his favorite team growing up. True. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, well, everybody, everybody always. <laughs> and then uh, finally, the only other crazy stat I have, because honestly, most of the news is is dominated by by the current uh, current news. So, um, only five QBs have had twenty five or more touchdown passes in eight straight seasons. Dan, can you name who these five QBs were? I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I knew it. He's my number one. I don't care who any of the other ones are because I knew it was my Kirky boy. Yep, Kirk Cousins is in there with names such as Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and Tom Brady. It's just those five guys. I don't know. It's a pretty nice company. I I mean, honestly, Kirk, listen, Kirk Cousins is not the problem, you know. He's occasionally the problem, but not always. And I have to say that to me because he's probably back next year given sure. where this is playing out. Oh, so absolutely. anyways, you guys, that's what I have for this week. That's what we have for um, heading into week 18. I uh, hope you guys are having a wonderful new year, 2023. Uh, but before we say adieu for this one, Dan, please 
Any parting words of wisdom? My parting words of wisdom are, very simply, this is a game. It is a great game. It is a fun game. It is a dangerous game. It is part of the attraction. You can't take it away. But this young man, Damar Hamlin, um, is in a tough spot still. Uh, you know, any heart injury, no matter what happens, it will affect the rest of his life. He will wind up being a millionaire. You know, he signed a contract for four years. It's going to be a little over $3.5 million. No matter what happens, if he makes it, he will be a millionaire, but it will affect his life forever. And it's just one of those strange things where you think he worked so hard for this for so many years to have it wind up this way. It's tragic in a lot of ways. I, the money can only do so much. Um, I hope he winds up recovering and gets uh, his full health back, but I don't think he'll ever play in an NFL game again. And I don't think he should. But uh, I, I don't think it should stop us from enjoying the game, even though it is dangerous. It's a weird dichotomy to think that way. Um but this is the occasional reminder of how dangerous this game is. Yeah. All right. Well, um, when we uh, speak next, we will know uh, pretty. We'll, we'll know everybody who's in the playoffs. We'll just uh, perhaps have an episode where we're trying to figure out who gets the bye week for the AFC. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So. Uh, before I lose my voice, I'm going to bid uh, you guys good night. Thank you so much. I am Scott. And this is Dan. Uh, keep enjoying your 2023, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.